new song Sing to a God who reigns He's the hope of the world in darkness He's the light for all to see Sing to the King of glory Sing to the King of kings All creation declares your greatness As your people bring you praise Our God reigns Our God reigns Forever God be glorified Our God Forever, Almighty God, we 
Thank you for every child. Thank you for every family they represent. I pray that the gift of Christ would just shine through each and every one of them. And that this morning, their knowledge and understanding of you would grow in depth. And that, Father, this next year would be the best year they would ever have. Just ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Give them a shout this morning, will you? Every heart beat away, bring you the 
this offering Lord come fill this place Father we're crying out Spirit we need you now Glorious love surrounds us Lord come fill this place There is a king that reigns in victory Mercy strong enough to save. Do you believe it? We feel rising up from the ashes. There is a love that overcame the grave. There is a love that overcame the grave. Father, we Every heartbeat 
with every heartbeat we bring you this offering Lord come and fill this place Father we're crying out Spirit we need you now Glorious love surrounds us Lord come and fill this place Father, as we bow down before you, we bow down before you and see your love all around us. Father, that you never leave, that you never forsake. And Father, that that love resident within us, your very spirit, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We pour that out this morning. We pour that out always, God. You are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you Yeah. 
shout your praise. Our hearts will cry and these bones will sing. off in your life. So it's been 35 years ago, I think. Can I tell you that praise is what is the tipping point of victory for a Christian. And yet it is the thing that I believe our culture resists more than anything else. I, I really believe that the enemy works overtime to keep us from raising our voices, from lifting our hands, and becoming so caught 
had people this this week. I said, hey, I haven't seen you all. I said, well, I just hadn't been feeling it. Let me tell you something. Feelings follow the expression of your love and gratitude to God. Worship does not follow your feelings. I, I mean, if you begin to worship the Lord in a grateful way, your emotions will catch up for you. Because the enemy will just rob you of all that. I just want to encourage you as we slip over into another year, you need to begin to thank the Lord in a just in a bold way. Lord, I thank you for last year. I thank you for all the victories. I thank you for all the things that you helped us through. All the things that we were able to overcome. Thank you for all the victories that we were able to experience. And Lord, I'm looking forward to next year. I'm looking forward to this next season. And I just praise you in advance for all your goodness and all your generosity. For all your kindness. For all your safety and your security. I just praise you, God, that my life is not just left in my hands. But the Lord, you hold my life in your hands. And I give you the glory and the honor and the victory for it. Because you are such a good God. Such a great God. And everyone in this room said, would you give the Lord one more shout, one more praise offering this morning? Hallelujah. Hug somebody on the left or on the right and tell them they look good. They look really good. called you good looking better being ugly right <laughs> blessings hope you had a magnificent week we fed a whole bunch of people it was fun I, I don't know how many but we fed close to 30 folks took a couple of turkeys and a ham and, and it all walked out the door I, I, I got ready to have a turkey sandwich and there's not a piece of turkey in my house. I, I don't know how that happens, but uh, we ripped presents and just had a wonderful time and hope that happened for you. And then we had a lazy day on Thursday. So uh, just really good things and um, glad for it. I have an announcement and uh, it, it's funny when uh, Kara came back to work, uh, I don't know, August, first September, she looked at Sean and, I and she goes, I really don't want to come back to work. Uh, she said, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. She said, I want to stay at home and be with Chandler. And she said, but that's just really not in my cards. Well, she got an opportunity to go to work for the school district just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so like a uh, week ago Friday, just right before Christmas, she said, well, I got this opportunity and it'll take less of my time, less of my hours. And uh, I think I want to try to do this and spend. So she is actually starting pretty quickly here in the next week or so. And uh, so it's just happened real suddenly. And I think she's worked for me for six years. I think she's served us for, yeah, it's been longer than, she's old. <laughs> Annie and I this morning were talking about it, and goes, well, she's 23 or 24. And I said, no, I think she's 27, 28. I think, she, I think she's older than we think. So in the next couple of weeks, she's going to obviously help us transition over the next several weeks and get things in place and uh, work that, but I'm excited for this for her. I'm excited for a different season for her and uh, the time with Chandler. And uh, you know, I, I will tell you, being a pastor is 24/7. You're just never quite off, and uh, so that is hard. And so, just real grateful to her and uh, praying for that. We'll throw a party here in the next week or two. We just didn't know how to do it through Christmas. This was just a, a, a lot, uh, so we'll figure that out. So stay real close. 
we'll put it out on social media and do. And people are asking, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to hire somebody. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. So uh, I, I don't know. So you as parents, you're going to help, right? And we'll get through this transition and we'll get into the next season. And, and then Karen Lucas will have another child. And <laughs> the family, well, <laughs> so anyway, so you're ready to give. This is the last Sunday of the year. So if you want to write that million-dollar check and get your tax deduction, you're more than, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, if you want to text the million dollars, don't. Write the check because they take too much out of that kindred thing. And uh, so we've had a good year. Uh, I'm just extremely excited about the year we have had. We've been able to accomplish a lot. Uh, and you've done a lot, a lot of labor around here. We're going to try to wrap that up in the next year. So Vision 2020 is, uh, we're rapidly moving. We're getting ready to move into the ladies' restrooms next. Is what I'm, I think that's where we're headed. Uh, so we're getting ready to do that. So if, you, if you've been watching that, that's, what, that's where we're headed. So uh, you ready to give? If you, want, if you want to give to Cindy, I'm just trying to think the last couple things. If there's a missionary you want to do something with here in the last part of the year, Now's the Sunday to do that because we got we got to close those. We used to keep the books open till mid January. I don't do that anymore, so uh, I, I just refuse to do it. It's like we kept waiting because somebody's going to bring a check, and so uh, they'll close the second and it'll be done. So if you want it this year, it's it's done. Lord, just thank you for the opportunity of giving. Thank you for all you've been to us. You've been so good, so generous to us. Just pray that uh, as we come to the end of this year, that we just look forward to next year in even a greater way that you would continue to expand all that you've done for us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Weekend Update. Welcome to another edition of Weekend Update. People, it's almost 2020. Wait, this year's 2020? Carrie, the one divided the four. Karen. Oh, shoot. What's the matter? I'm in charge of the 2020 vision and I have a lot to do. And I only have one, two, three, four. Four more days! Karen, Karen, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Maybe some of the great people of TFH will help you finish it. Will you? Will you help Karen finish our 2020 goal? We've accomplished a lot through this five-year plan but we still have several more things to get done. We need to finish our gym, our playground, our hallways, and maybe the most two important things are our upfront bathrooms. If you'd like to be involved in our 2020 vision, go ahead and get onto our website. On there, you can see all the progress that we've made so far, and you also have the ability to make a commitment towards helping our 2020 vision, whether that's financially or with some skills you have. I have skills and talents that you don't even know about. No, no, Karen. <laughs> Not today. We don't need to see all your talents. But why don't you go ahead and take us home? <laughs> Live from the Father's house, it's Sunday morning. One of the things, we ought to make a video of what changed in 2019, and it's going to be Weekend Update. It's one of those creative ideas I had one day, and now I wonder. I hope I know what I was doing. Brandon, where you at, man? Hey, buddy, good to see you. You doing good? I hear congratulations are in order. 
Sam, Samantha, Sam, good to see you. Give him a round of applause. Give them a shout. Uh, my understanding is deployment February, so everybody knows to start praying for Brandon now, right? Just keep him lifted up and believe God for all that. Good to see you, son. If you got a Bible, I'm going to go to Exodus chapter 14 this morning. Uh, I'm going to teach what, uh, what I think the Lord has been sharing with me about 2020. Uh, every year about this time, actually 60, 70 days ago, I start praying intentionally about the next year, about for me, for you for sometimes I get surprised about what the Lord begins to speak to me about and this time is really interesting I've gotten snippets I've gotten just little lines here and there and I've had to go back and and I actually got stunned at some of what the Lord was saying to me and surprising and uh, I like it and it's good and uh, I think God's just getting ready to do some marvelous things in the next season of his church And, and so I got ready to uh, preach, and this is the uh, chapter I've actually been. I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas, and but you have to get in the cycle and teach Christmas, right? And so this is like the Sunday after Christmas, and you get. Never mind. Exodus fourteen ten. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, you've taken us away to die in the wilderness. Well, you brought us out here to die. Why have you dealt so with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Just let us stay slaves. For it would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. You know, most people are so afraid of the unknown that they remain stuck in the trauma of their lives. Most people would settle for the frustrations of the moment rather than face the fear of an unknown future. Verse 13, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still, shut up, be quiet, watch for the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Now, I want you to get the evil, the thing that caused you harm, the thing that's robbed you, beat you, enslaved you. I'm going to destroy it. The thing that's kept you from being who you were created to be, the thing that's kept you in bondage, I am going to remove it once and for all. How many of you would just like that thorn in your flesh to be gone? How'd you like the evil that's been chasing you your whole life? That addiction that you've had your whole life. Now listen, I'm old enough to tell you this. My grandma got delivered from stuff like that. I do want you to know that the more intelligent we've become, we've made these things as if we can never get free of them. And the Bible is filled with the reality that God said, I'm going to deliver you from that thing tonight. Say tonight. Say tonight's my night. Say everything changes. It's going to be different. I'm not going to see this no more. Say say it out loud. I ain't going to see that. God's going to change my vision. I'm not going to have to look at that. I'm not going to have. God's trying to show us something, reveal something, give us a vision, make it plain, change our perspective. Verse 14. The Lord will fight for you. 
The Lord. Say the Lord. Now take it up with him. Take it up with him. The Lord will fight for me. You hold your peace. Your job is to remain calm. Your job is to remain peaceful. Your job is not to get shaken. I hate dramatic people. I mean, I've been, have you ever been in a situation that was dangerous and there was someone going, ah! you want to slap them, you got to get them out of the way before you can fix the problem. I can't stand it, particularly when it's a man. I want to find your dad. Why didn't you fix that? Never mind. The Lord will fight for you. You will hold your peace. Verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Touch your neighbor and say, go forward. Next season of our lives, go forward. But lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Man, he had not read anything on YouTube about how to do this. You could not Google YouTube how to divide a sea. How, this had never been done before. You lift up your hand, you divide the sea, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And indeed, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them, so I will gain honor, say honor, over Pharaoh and all of his army, his chariots and his horsemen, then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. When you do what I tell you to do and I do through you what I told you I would do through you, the whole world's going to honor me because I'm going to work through you to accomplish what my will is on the earth. And when you obey what I tell you to do and set yourself free, the whole world will honor did you know that your captivity is going to reveal his honor? Do you understand that the mess that you've been in for 430 years, God's going to use it to reveal himself to the world? That you need to understand why it's happening to you is so that God can show the world who he is. That the mess you're in is actually going to reveal how great he is to the world. Oh, you're not here. Why did this happen to me? Because God wants honor. He wants honored. He wants honored. And the angel of the God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. Say, behind them. Say, I know who's behind me. I know who's got my back covered. The Lord covered their back. And the pillar of cloud went before them and stood right behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one. What's darkness to them? It's going to be dark to them. Quit prophesying to me about what's happening in the world. It's going to be dark to them. Quit telling me what the apocalypse looks like. I know it's going to be dark to them. But are you reading? It is dark to them. But it will give light to the other. So that the one who did not come near the other all night long. Listen, it's going to be darkness to the Egyptians and light to the children of God. When they're walking in darkness, we're going to be walking in light. It's going to be bad and good all at the same time. It just matters what side of the cloud you're looking at. If you're on that side of the cloud, it's going to be good stuff. If you're on that side of the cloud, it ain't going to be good stuff. Say with me, I want on that side. 
I want to get on the right side of the storm cloud. Because if you're on the right side, listen, I've been below the storm clouds. I have flown above the storm clouds. Can I tell you, I've been high above that storm cloud looking down at that thing thinking I'm above it. It just depends on what side you're on. He said, I want you to part the waters. And when you part the waters, I'll cover your back. And it'll be good. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea and all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians and through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. Can I just tell you, they're going to be troubled. I'm not going to be troubled. They're going to be troubled. I'm not going to be troubled. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm not them. They not me. I'm not troubled. I'm not worried. I'm not fretting. And he took off their chariot wheels. That's funny. That's funny. How'd he do it? I mean, did he have minions? Did minions show up and do it? I mean, I want to know. Who, who loosened the lug nuts? They were there. Where'd they go? I don't know. I mean, can you imagine trying to explain to the guy in the chariot? Your wheels are gone. I mean, come on. This is funny. I think, I mean, he could have just blown the chariot up. No, he just gives them a flat tire. So that they drove with great difficulty, I bet. I don't like reading the Old Testament. I don't get, you didn't read what I read. God comes down and makes them have flat tires. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them. This is cool. When the enemies realize, they get on the other side. Verse 26. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. I mean, stretch it this way, and now stretch it this way. I want you to go forward. I want you to close the door. I want you to open it. I want you to close it. I want you to loose it, and I want you to bind it. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared... Man, what a night. The sea returned to its full depth, and the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Man, what a night. In one night, God can change your life. In one night. Just, just say one night can change your life. Twelve hours of darkness can change your life. You're going to look better in the morning. You went to sleep ugly. You're going to get up in the morning. You, you, you started the evening a slave, but in the morning, you're going to be free. You, you started over here trapped in the bondage, but in the morning, one night can break every bondage. One night. What a transition. What a transition. What a change. What, what, a, what a Listen, Hollywood loved this story. They made a movie about it. This is better than any story there is. It's the foundation of our Judo-Christian faith. Some of you need to say, I got through it. You got through 2019. You, you made it through. I mean, two more days. You, you, you're, you, got, you made it through the last decade. You made it through the last two decades. Heck, now, 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 we're coming out of something. I believe with all my heart that, that the world got scared as they came into the 21st century. Y2K. 
I had people losing their minds over Y2K. We were buying peanut butter and generators. Oh, my God. We are 20 years into the 21st century, and some people are still scared. We've lived 20 years in the 21st century, and some people are still afraid of what's going to happen. Listen, we're stepping into the third decade of the 21st century. Technology is not going to kill you. Get over it. It's here to stay. It's brightened up your life, like it or not. You, you, you blindly use it, but then talk bad about it. I'm just telling you, 20 years in the 21st century, God's trying to break us out of the fear of the trauma that we placed on our own lives because we didn't understand what God was going to do. Most people are being terrorized by their own illusions of the unknown. See, these people came out of 430 years of bondage and nobody was sick. They came out of 430 years of bondage and they were rich. They got their back pay plus. They carried all the rubies and the diamonds and the gold. One night, they transitioned from slaves to free. In one night, you made it through. You got through 2019. You got through the last... Listen, they had 400 years of not enough. How many of you have had enough of not enough? I've had enough of not enough. Okay, just, just one of you out there. I've had enough of one. I'm disgusted with having not enough. Maybe you're okay. I'm not. 400 years of not enough food. 400 years of not enough time. Not enough sleep. Not enough material to do the job that they told you to do. Just lived as abused people. Horribly abused people. There's never been a generation that's been more beaten, sexually abused, murdered. These people have been abused. Hear me, they've been traumatized. 400 years they've been traumatized by slave masters. 400 years they've been used like they were animals, thrown away and killed. It makes me wonder how in the world did three million of them survive? How did they make it through this? I love a guy by the name of George Bonas. He's a professor at Columbia University, and he writes about a word, and I'm going to use the word. He writes about the word resilience. Resilience. Have you ever met somebody with resilience? Resilience comes from the Latin word to mean jump up. It comes from an Oklahoma word that means bounce. You'll get it in a minute. If you're resilience, you bounce back. If you're resilient, you can live through something. If you're resilient, it never gets you down. Listen, 430 years, these people stood there knowing that God was not going to leave them in the situation in which they were. Am I making any sense? I've seen people raised in the same home go through the same stuff. This one is living in their own vomit. This one owns the world. What's the difference? One of them's got bounce. One of them has a resilience. The other one just feels sorry for themselves all the time. Listen, we're living in a culture that just feels sorry for itself all the time. You have to be careful how you say anything anymore. Used to, when I preached like this, it was good. Now, I don't like your tone. What? Are you kidding? You need to grow up. 
These people had lived in trauma their entire lives. They had this resilient quality to them. Here's what they knew. What the evil one meant for evil, God meant for good. Turn at your neighbor and say, they meant it to kill me. God meant it for good. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Listen, if you're going through hell, hold on. Bounce back. We need to be teaching people how to have some resilience in the mess that they find themselves. One night can change your world. One night. This is a story of the great escape. This is the story of deliverance. This is the story about how God takes people that have been living in trauma and brings them into the land of trust. One night, God can transition your life from a trauma-based life to a trust-based life. But the transition is difficult. And most people refuse to make the transition from trauma to trust. Are you listening to me? The only way out of the trauma that you've been experiencing is to trust the God that's trying to transition your life into another season. And the transitions are hard. The transitions are sometimes more traumatic than the trauma you've been living in. Most people stay stuck in the trauma that they understand rather than experience the trauma of the transition because it's so frightening. That's why God says, fear not. We're going to go through this river together. We're going to go through this together. I'm with you. Come on, raise your hands. Get across this thing. Transitions are frightening, but they will change your life. We are entering into a time when God is going to transition us out of the fear of the trauma of abuse and bring us over into a land where we can trust that God will feed us with manna from heaven, water from a rock, lead us into a country that's flowing. Are you listening to me? God's wanting to bring us out of that not enough and the trauma into this trusting relationship where his promises come to pass. What is hindering us is we're not making the transitions very easily. We're making the transitions scary. And we got to go ahead and go through this great deliverance. We got to walk through this reality. We got to face the traumas of our lives and quit ignoring that they've been there, but just own it up. I've been traumatized and I want out. I've been traumatized by the pains of the evil of this world, and I want out. I've been traumatized by the way we treat each other based on our color and our religion and our opinions. Listen, we're being traumatized by the opinions of people. We need out. We've been traumatized because families can't hold it together. We've been traumatized because they were traumatized. This has gone on for generations. It's just been passed down and passed down. How about us being the generation that decides tonight we're going out? How about us being the generation that as we cross over into this next decade of the 21st century, we cross this river once and for all and we leave a trauma-based life behind us and accept God's favor? That lies in front of us. 
Just because someone beat you yesterday doesn't mean that it discredits you from God's favor today. Just because someone divorced you yesterday doesn't mean God hasn't got favor for you today. Am I making any sense? God's wanting to transition us from a mindset of fear. He's wanting to transition us. Listen, I got to tell you, 2019 wasn't that traumatic for me. I got lots of trophies out of 2019. So if you're sitting in this room, I had some wins. I, I, I had some great wins. 18 was hell. 19, I'm just saying. 18 was bad. 19 has been, how many of you had good years and bad years? Good seasons and bad seasons. They kind of change with the wind. But I got to tell you, as I come to the end of this year, I got some trophies that I feel pretty good about. But did you know if I dance too long around these trophies, if I settle too much for, I ain't done yet, honey. If 19 was that good, look out. I'm on a winning streak. I'm on a repeat. I maybe try a three-peat. Listen, we need to understand that trauma, you're going to have a traumatic event. It never comes like that. No one shows up and goes, okay, today you're going to experience trauma. (laughs) Today is going to be a traumatic experience. Listen, what you call trauma and I call trauma are two different things. (laughs) I better not... Events are not traumatic. There's no such thing as a traumatic event. What makes it traumatic is the way you think about it. What makes it traumatic is the way you respond to it. Listen, if something bad happens to you, run. Get out. Stay away. Are you, am I listening? Some of you need to stop talking about it. Talking ain't going to fix it. It's how we internalize events that leave us with post-traumatic stress syndrome. It wasn't the event that is killing us, though it could have. It's the way we hang on to that event. It's the way we continue to rehearse that event. It's because there's no way to ventilate that event. It's because there's no healers in our lives. To help us heal that event. Listen, I, I don't want to be a counselor that continues to rehearse the trauma of your life. I want to be a priest who helps you find healing over the events of your life. Because there is healing over the events of your life. There is a recovery. There is, there is a sea that you can cross over and leave it behind. There is a demarcation. Where you get out and they get killed. There is a place where we can move through. I think as we come down to the end of 2019, that is coming into focus for some of you. I've spent the last couple years saying to you, you're going to have to stand up and say I was traumatized. You're going to have to stand up and, and, and understand that the dad that you tell the world was so kind raped you. You're going to have to stand up and tell the truth. There's no way out until you acknowledge that Pharaoh hurt you. 
There's no way through until you admit, I've given my life to drugs. There's no way out until you acknowledge your marriage sucks. There's no way out until you acknowledge that you're mean, that you've got an attitude. There's no way through until you own it. It takes that kind of honesty. I've spent the last two years talking to this congregation about how this is a safe place to uncover those things. But now listen to me. You got to face it and you got to get out. You got to face it and you got to get out. You can't stay in the thing. You got to let God transition. You got to stop pretending this is normal. It's not normal to stay in that. It's not normal to remain in a situation where you're being beaten. It's not normal to remain in a situation where you're being manipulated. That's not normal. I, 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 listen, I've given my life to pray for your deliverance. But you've got to be willing to be delivered. You've got to be willing to want out. Say with me, I want out of this. I'm, no more hiding. No more secrets. Long, long time ago, I had somebody tell me, Quentin, it is always a good day when sin is revealed. Sometimes when sin's revealed, it hurts, but it's always a good day. I don't have to be afraid of God revealing what's... Before there can be this... This Red Sea event was a physical demarcation moment. It, everybody could see it. There was chariots running. Pharaoh was charging. The sea was standing in the way. I mean... It, it, it's, but isn't it crazy? I never get to choose the escape route. It's a nutty thing. I, I never get to say, well, could you deliver me this way? Well, could you deliver me that way? Oh, no, 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 no. He, he, we could have just walked out. of. I mean, he could have killed Pharaoh before we left. Right? He could have just put us on a, we could have taken the chariots. Why did we have to walk and they get to keep the chariots? It's crazy. You never get to choose the way God is going to transition you from here to there. You don't get to pick it. Why? Because in this instance, God's going to make a spectacle of the evil. He's going to make a point. And that point has resonated for thousands of years. Stand still. And watch as I deliver my people. Stand still and watch. I'm going to make it dramatic. For some of you, you have gone through some things, but no one saw it. Most of us go through things, and they're not visible. If it had been visible, you could have had pity on me. If it was visible, I could have used your compassion to make me feel better, but but see, many times when I go through a funk, I don't even know why I'm going through a funk. Many times when you go through that thing, you don't even know that you're going through it and no one else knows you're going through it. And you can get mad because no one else knows you're going through it, but you know you're going through something. And some of you have come through something this year and you don't even know what you've come through, but can I tell you, it can be over tonight. It doesn't have to be visible, full-blown it can be silent under the surface and still be as devastating. 
as the abuse that's public. Am I making any sense? And so though this one's visible, most of us go through stuff that's not visible. And we don't recognize many times when the deliverance is taking place because we're so focused on the sound of the chariots and the size of the sea that we miss the wind that's blowing. You don't know where the wind's coming from. Most of the time, you can't even hear the wind. You don't know that the Holy Spirit is with you. You can't feel God around you. You, 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 you. I wish we could, but you can't. Can I tell you, you never get to see God. He's invisible. You never get to see the wind. It's invisible. But what you can see is, wow, that water is standing up. You can see the effects of God in your life if you'll just stop and pay attention. If you'll stop and pay attention, I promise you, there's some effects going on in your life today, and it's the results of God's presence in your life. That water stopped, and it stopped. It didn't just stop here and keep going. No, no. He made it stop and stand up. He made it stop flowing down and stood it up on this side. He parted it. He stopped the flow of the river and made it become walls on either side. He used water to become your protection. Nothing's going to get you from the left because it can't swim downstream and get in. Nothing's going to come from the right because it can't come upstream. Man, pay attention. The Lord is doing stuff in your life today. Just look around. It ain't happening for nobody else. And see, what's funny is your path is his trap. You're going to walk through it on dry land. It's your path. But no one else can come through your path. Because when the enemy tries to come through the path that's your path, guess what's going to happen to the path? Oh, you're... You don't know this story? I could spend the afternoon and read it to you, but you will miss the Chiefs game. You got to understand, Pharaoh's going to try to follow you through your escape path. And when he does, them walls are going to come. Am I making any sense yet? It's your path, it's his trap. You have got to look around you, brothers and sisters. I promise you, the effects of the presence of God. You stayed sober one day longer than you did last time. That 20 bucks lasted longer this time than it did last time. You're going home with air in your tires this time. Am I listening to you? Well, this marriage is doing better. Let me just get down in it. You got a job. It might suck, but you got one. Guess what? That check cashed. It may not have been enough, but it was something. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. God will always provide. Am I making any sense? There's miracles in our lives all around us. We just don't want to pay attention to them. They get on the other side. And the Lord said, no, 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 wait just a minute. And in verse 26, he says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots, and on their horsemen. 
Some of you need to be waving. Cover them. Kill them. I'm done with that. I'm through with that attitude. I'm through with that emotion. I'm through with that guilt. I'm through with feeling like that. I'm over that. I need that behind me. I need to close that door. Close that book. I need that. I ain't talking about that. No. You need to wave your own hands and shut your own doors. Quit bringing it up. Just talk to the hand, Pharaoh, because this is the last. You go, boomer. Just keep doing. But you're going to drown in this thing. Some of you haven't got a clue where I'm at either. You're just, you just don't. You think I'm talking about football. Get in. Never mind. You do it. Moses, you turn around. Don't you just keep running. We got unfinished business here. It's not enough just to get delivered. It's not enough to be sober. It's not enough to get out of debt. It's not enough to get. I don't ever want to face that again. I don't want to ever be that again. I want to deal a death blow to death. I don't want people to ever go through what I went through. I don't want people abused anymore. Am I making any sense? Folks, we got to put a stake in the ground and understand that we got a God that wants to end some things. We got a God that wants to finish what he started. We got a God that doesn't want us to have to let something follow us around for the rest of our lives. We want this thing to end here, today, to now, tonight. I want it done. You stretch out your hand. You stretch out your hand. Are you listening to me? Well, I just can't figure out what God's waiting on. You! You! See, God wants to use what you went through to destroy what you went through. God wants to use the very thing that was intended to destroy you to destroy it. Everything you went through, every trauma, every pain, Every suffering, you have to stop and process. Just turn around and face that thing. There's a time to go through it, and there's a time to turn around and face it. Not only did my God deliver me from you, but my God's going to kill you. My God's going to destroy the evil that tried to destroy me. Listen, we do not have to accept child abuse as a norm. We do not have to accept drug abuse as a norm. We do not have to allow the craziness of this culture to dictate to us the way we live our lives. We are God's people. There's a difference. There's a difference between us and the rest of the world. We're his people. Am I, am I making any sense? Listen, if we don't face this, Unprocessed trauma will be transferred to our children, and I refuse. I refuse. Unprocessed trauma will transfer to my grandchildren. I refuse. I'd rather die right here than see that transferred to them. Am I, am I making any sense to you? Listen, you never move into the next season of your life without a display of his force. You never move into the next season of his life without frequently coming back to using the force called faith 
You do not just to use faith once so that you can go to heaven when you die. You have to continually stand and know that God's favor is yours. In Exodus chapter 3, 11 chapters before he gets to the 14th chapter, God spoke to these people and he made this statement, I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with my wonders. I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and it shall be that when you go, you shall not be empty handed. God had promised these people that he would raise his hand. God had promised these people that they would have his favor. Listen, turn around and rely on my favor. Listen, if you are going to move from trauma-filled to trust-filled, you're going to have to rely on the favor of God. I have stood and preached for nearly 40 years. And for the entire 40 years of my career, there have been Christians that wanted to talk about how bad things were. How bad things were going to get. Oh my God, this is going to happen. Oh my God, this was going to happen. Can I tell you that whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to get? Can I tell you, you can either focus on the enemy, focus on the problem, focus on the trauma, focus on what if he gets elected, focus on what if they get elected, focus on this happens, focus on that. You can focus on it. Here's my word for 2020. Whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to get. I'm going to focus on the favor of God and how good he is to me. I'm going to focus on the fact that he came to deliver me. I'm going to set my mind. Some of you need to change focus. You've been focused on the wrong stuff this year. And you need to change your focus. You need to alter what you're looking at. He said, not, I overthrew, not one of the Egyptians remained. Not one of those threats. If we were more frequently focused on his favor, we will experience the force of faith in our lives. You're going to have to frequently remind yourself that you're the favored of God. You're going to have to frequently remind yourself that that favor opens up the power of his faith and force to destroy the things that were used to hurt you and traumatize you. Moses, I want you to turn around. I want you to look at that thing and I want you to end it once and for all because you cannot move forward into your future afraid of your past. You cannot move forward into your future if you're terrified of stuff you don't know. You have to be able to rely on the favor of God not only to deliver you but to destroy the thing that hurt you. In one night... They moved from being traumatized to trusting in God for bread from heaven, water from a rock, quail on the front yard. In one night, they moved from, tr from trauma to trust in one night. Why? Because they experienced the favor of God in the midst of their deliverance. I would never have made it in my life but for the favor of God. I have messed up. I'm weak. I have been targeted. I have had it. You, you, listen. But his favor. I'm standing on this side of the river because of his favor. I'm standing where I'm standing because of his favor. God favors his children. God favors his people so that he can bring us out of trauma into trust. To trust in the realities of his promises that are yet to be fulfilled in our life. If I had time, Abraham focused not on the fact that he was old, 
but on the fact that he who promised was faithful to perform it. Romans chapter 4, verse 19 in the message. He focused not on the fact of his condition, but focused rather on the faithfulness of the one who had promised. Are you listening to me? Focus on the one who's promised to you. Paul said, I have not yet arrived, but one thing I do, I forget those things that are behind, and I focus on the goal or the prize that's set before me. What you focus on will be the reality of your life. You can be so close to Jesus that you could be like Peter. In one moment, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in the next moment, you're trying to talk him out of going to the cross. I mean, you can be so close to Jesus that you have a revelation of who he is, but you can resist his will. We need to have our vision cleaned up. We need to have a clear understanding of who God is in our lives and of what that means in our lives. Our visions have been blurred by religiosity, by politics, and by a culture. I refuse to allow humanity to blur my vision. In Mark's gospel, the ninth chapter in the message version is a great story about how God touched a blind man. And when he touched him, he said, what do you see? He said, I see men walking as trees. Obviously, the first touch didn't completely heal his vision. Obviously, he had a blurred vision. Obviously, Christ did not leave him with that blurred vision. But rather, he touched him again. And the Bible says that Jesus laid hands on his eyes again. And the man looked hard and realized that he had recovered perfect sight, that he saw everything bright with 20-20 focus. I love you, Gene. Listen, next year, you have the opportunity to have perfect vision. You have the opportunity to have focus that's 2020. We've allowed the distractions of the past. We've allowed the traumas of the past. We've allowed a culture that interprets stuff to us to blur our vision. Listen, my God loves me unconditionally, irrevocably. He'll never change his mind on the basis of my performance. He loved me when I was yet a sinner. He forgives me 70 times 7. I am the head and not the tail, above and not below. Everything I touch will prosper. It doesn't matter what kind of trauma the world has tried to put on me. And one night, God can deliver me out of that mess and set my feet on solid rock. And I can have whatever thing I say. Are you listening to me? Church, that is not a pipe dream. That's not charismaticism. That's not Pentecostalism. That's the Word of God, W-O-R-D. You need to quit allowing denominations to rob you of the reality of what is in the book. If it's in the book, are you listening to me? We can go free tonight. We can go free. When that clock slips over, listen, some of you need to throw a party at your house on New Year's Eve. And when it strikes 2020, you can say, man, my vision's clear. I'm not seeing this blurred anymore. I'm not going to see it through the blur of my addiction, through the blur of my trauma. I'm going to see it clearly. This little pastor's been sent to tell you this morning that whatever you focus on in 2020, you'll have. You focus on the negative, that's what you're going to have. You focus on the good, that's what you're going to have. The more frequently you focus, the more power the force will be. The force be with you. Couldn't resist. (laughs) 
Thou art the Christ. Blessed are you. Flesh and blood didn't show this to you, but that's not all. You have complete access to the kingdom of God. Keys to open every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. Earth and heaven. Do you understand that once you get on this side of the river, you stretch your hands and close that door? You stretch your hands. Honey, in your DNA, in your salvation, is the ability to shut that river down. In your DNA is the ability to start the flow of that river again. In your DNA, you can make that river start moving again. Listen, the Holy Spirit is waiting on you to say, let it flow again. It is the river, the metaphor of the presence of God that will drown the enemies behind our back. It is the metaphor of the water of God that comes to flood over the enemies. The water is just simply waiting, not to be troubled from heaven, but to be commanded from earth. Whatsoever you lose, whatsoever you bind, there's no more barriers between heaven and earth. If you're waiting for a barrier when you fly, you're missing the reality of how fun it is to give commands that come from heaven. Why live below it? Why don't we just dare in 2020 to be the people who were once traumatized but who now trust. Are you, are you listening to me? We were the people who were once traumatized, but now we're the people who trust in God in every area, in our words, in our thoughts, in our deeds, in every area. A few weeks ago, I began to write, and it was interesting because I was, okay, God, give me a word for 2020. And it would come a sentence at a time. And I'd go back down, I'd write in the Word. This was the first line I got. You have seen nothing yet. Well, okay. That's all I got. I sat there and sat there, prayed, lit another candle, prayed another prayer. Nothing. Got up, went outside, hit me. You have yet to understand all that I have in store for you. I wrote it down. Okay. For the days that lie ahead of you will be extraordinary. <laughs> Out of the ordinary, the improbable, the unthinkable, the unimaginable. That's what I'm going to do to you and through you. Things that you've been afraid to ask, things that you couldn't grasp will now become abundant. The norm, the unlikely, will become the day in, the day out. Lift up your eyes. All that I have promised is about to surprise you. For your days will be extraordinary. Wow. And then I laid down about, I don't know, 9 or 10 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Your focus will determine your future. Focus on my favor and you will live in the force of my faith. You are transitioning from a trauma-based life to a life based on trust. Not only will you be transformed, but you will transform the world around you. I am changing you so that you can change the world. Listen to me. Take it a value of who you are. Upgrade who you think you are. Upgrade who you think God is. Download a new version. Get a, get, get a better view of who God is. 
God's come to deliver us out of that bondage. And everything I just preached to you out of Exodus 14 was nothing but a metaphor, a shadow, a type, a story about what Jesus would truly accomplish on Golgotha. What Moses did crossing the Red Sea, Jesus accomplished by crossing through the valley of the shadow of death. He did it by going to a cross, walking out of a tomb, and handing you the keys to the kingdom. It's done. It's finished. Why allow the way we think about the traumatic events of our lives to rob us from walking in the power of God today? Let's change the way we think about ourselves and about God. Let's upgrade. Let's download. Let's become the people on the other side of the sea. Let's become the people that see miracles and wonders and signs because he values us that much. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on it. Let's clear our vision. Let's look at the right stuff. Let's talk the right stuff. As for me and my house, Heather and Sean can tell you, I had opportunity in the last week. No, 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 no. We focus on this. No, 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 no. Listen, dads, moms, you, you, can, you can be one of two things. You can be a thermometer or a thermostat. I'm going to be a thermostat. I can lower this thing. I can raise it up. I know how to control this atmosphere. I know how to do that. I don't need, I don't need to be a thermometer. It doesn't take any brains to be a thermometer. Focus. Focus. God wants to do some surprising things in our lives. I'm surprised. Father, I pray this morning that you would lay your hands on the eyes of our spirit and our understanding. That you would remove every blurred vision. That you would remove every condition that doesn't let us see clearly your will and your plans in our lives. Let us focus, Father, on your favor. Favor that not only delivers, but empowers, blesses, and heals. For we are people of your favor. The very force of your favor lives in our lives. We can give favor to others. We can wave our hands, and the enemy goes under. Father, let us recognize just how valuable we are. How absolutely favored and powerful we are in 2020. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder if we could just jump up and say surprise and just cause that river to flow again. Just let that river flow again. Let that river flow over that thing that's been chasing me. Let that river kill the thing that tried to kill me. Let the Holy Spirit pour out in our lives. Move, Holy Spirit. Start flowing again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Church, I'm going to say it to you again. I've said it to you three or four times this fall. Stop being cautious about the gifts of the Spirit. Listen, I pray in tongues more than y'all. Can I tell you something? It's not tongues that offend non-tongue talkers. It's your arrogance. You pray in tongues, learn how to pray in tongues in a way that's not offensive. Lord, because I'm weak, intercede through me. Because I'm in such need, pray through me. always right, good, pleasant to give thanks and praise to the Lord our God. Father Almighty, you formed us in your image out of the dust of the earth, and you breathed the breath of your life into our lungs, and we became living beings. When we turned away and failed to return your love, you followed us out your love remained true and steadfast and unconditional. You came with your love to deliver us from captivity. You came and made covenant with us. You sent your son Jesus to be with us. You anointed him with your spirit so that he would preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim the release of the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to announce the time had come that you would save your people. You healed the sick. You fed the hungry. You ate with sinners. Through the baptism of your suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery, from sin, and from death. You made a new covenant with us by your blood. When you ascended into heaven, you sent your spirit into our lives. And on the night of your betrayal, you took bread and you gave thanks for it. You blessed it and you broke it. And you gave it to your disciples and you said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the supper, you took the cup and you gave thanks. And you gave it to your disciples and you said, This is the covenant made in my own blood for your sins and for the sins of many. As oft as you drink it, you do this in remembrance of me. Lord, in remembrance of what you have done for us, we come this morning to give thanks. In remembrance of the cross and of the empty tomb, we come to give you thanks and praise. In remembrance of your promise, we come to say thank you, God, for not leaving us alone, but for coming to being one with us. And in this mystery of your incarnation 
and in your death and resurrection, we proclaim that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. That Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit, Father, on us who are gathered here, and send your Spirit upon these, your gifts, that they would be for us the body and the blood of Christ. By your Spirit, make us one with you, one with each other, one with all the enemies that we have. Make us one, Lord, as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power forever and ever. Amen. The bread which we break is the sharing of the body of Christ. The cup which we give is the sharing of his blood. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Come and receive them as his gift to you. In Jesus' name, amen. With my 
orders about what they could do today, tonight, for this to happen. Well, if you can't tell, I'm a charismatic, right? So I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm an evangelical. I believe in the Word of God. And I'm a sacramentalist. I believe that God uses physical things to convey spiritual realities. So He has them pass through the water, right? And as they pass through the water, and the water covers up the enemy and washes it away. How many have ever been water baptized? I believe water baptism is a sacrament. I don't believe it's just a declaration of your faith. I believe that when you get in that tub, 
and you go under that water that God is drowning the old you and the enemy and then when you come back up and we pull that drain the enemy goes down that drain now how many of you how many of you know that so what might you do bring me one of those chairs what might you do tonight to pass through trauma what might you do Well, what I could do is become a priest and go through the place and go. And some of you are so much making fun of Catholics that you don't get it. But he reminds you of your baptism. It's what he does. Or you could do this.